Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are taking a look at one that uh, it came out in theaters quite a while ago, but it's now hitting VOD. And I know a lot of people were wondering if we would ever cover this movie. And here it is. We finally got it for you. It is Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit. The movie about a kid and his imaginary Hitler best friend. Um, Okay, let me just say, right at the top of the show, and we'll get into this as we are uh, getting into the conversation more, uh, which, by the way, is with Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year. It's a great conversation. Um, I was 100% on board for this movie. I, I saw no problem. I know it's a little controversial about whether or not we should be joking around about Nazis. I'm fine with joking around about Nazis. Uh, whether or not Hitler is is a ripe subject for uh, you know for the, for this kind of satire, I think it's perfectly okay. All right, and I know a lot of people had problems with it, and then a lot of people had this in their like top five movies of the year. Unfortunately, I fall somewhere in the middle, in which I have no problems with it. I just didn't think it was that good. Um, I don't think that it really, I don't know. I just don't think it landed that well. And we'll get into it more as we get into the conversation. Um, but it, I, it was a bit of a disappointment for me. And I know a lot of people are probably already screaming at me right now for not loving this movie. But what can I do? It's just the way I felt about it. So hopefully you don't hate me. But... Uh, if you do hate me, you don't have to review Piecing It Together, but if you do still enjoy the show, I'd love it if you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. Of course, follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all these movies that we talk about on the show. And uh, with that being said, let's get into this conversation about Jojo Rabbit. All right, today with us, we got Jason Harris again from Awesome Movie Year. How's it going, Jason? I'm doing well. Thank you to all the listeners who have been blowing Dave up on all the forms of social media, not requesting, demanding that I come back to piecing it together. That's true. That, that's that been happening like so much. You just, you have no idea. You joke, but it's true. Is it a movement or a revolution? A little of each. Uh, <laughs> today, we are talking about Jojo Rabbit from Taika Waititi. Is that how you say his name? 
Taika, I think it is. Yeah, Taika Watiti. I think so. Yeah, yeah Taika Watiti. Uh, yeah. Um, so, Jason, were you a big fan of this guy? Uh, I like Taika. Have you seen a lot of his movies before or no? I just recently saw Hunt for the Wilder People and loved it. That movie's um, amazing. Yeah. Boy is an incredible movie. Never saw Boy. It's really, really good. Those are the two that kind of yeah that got me on the the Taika train. I un, uh, what's funny is his two most popular movies would be the Thor movie, sure, which I did not like. And I, I like that. And what uh, and what we do in Shadows, which I also did not like, which I still have not seen actually. Yeah. yeah. So that what did we miss? So maybe one of his. Yeah. Oh, Eagle versus Eagle versus Shark. Shark. I never yeah. Saw that one. I saw that a million years ago. Don't really remember it too well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like him. I mean, you know, as we'll get into one of the pieces, he is very reminiscent of another filmmaker I like. So. Absolutely. I think I know where that's going. <laughs> yeah. Um. So one other thing before we get into some puzzle pieces, uh. Uh, You are Jewish, right? I am Jewish. Yeah, I I always thought so. Um, As a Jew, how did you feel going into this one? I mean, there was some like stupid controversy about this. I I never really thought there was any real controversy. I thought it was one of those kind of just internet things. Is that how you kind of felt? Yeah, I don't worry about that. I think you should be able to. That's like saying, like, I mean... You, you once you put limits on comedy you've already ruined it absolutely so yeah you can't you you have to let it play out and if the comedy works then great and if not then you can be like oh what a stupid idea right and it's not like this is the first time nazis have been joked about but especially by jews you know yeah exactly <laughs> so, so yeah. and that's uh, another one of my puzzle pieces in there i'm sure me too we're gonna have some crossover on this yeah one, I, think. I, uh, I don't i think you should be able to joke about everything Making Hitler a, uh, a sentimental uh, uh, imaginary best friend is tough, but um, the way that Jojo went on his journey, I think, was pretty effective. Yeah. To learn that Hitler sucks. Yeah, <laughs> which is an important lesson. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, why don't we get into some puzzle pieces? What do you got for your first one? My first puzzle piece is uh, Lenny Riefenstahl's <laughs> Nazi propaganda film, no, that's not true. But that that <laughs> that uh, I was looking all the way back to there, going back to the 30s to some good old Nazi propaganda. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. My first uh, puzzle piece is every Wes Anderson movie ever made, but we can just say Moonrise Kingdom because that's the one about two kids on an adventure in the wilderness and whatnot. But uh, Taika definitely loves his uh, framing, like Wes Anderson, sure. his pacing. His giant slow-mo set pieces to some cool music like Wes Anderson. His quirkiness. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Moonrise Kingdom, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, And this is a good movie, but this is not one of my favorite movies. Sure. Uh, And I I think we might have talked about this before. I did not really love Moonrise Kingdom. I think part of it comes from uh, a kind of boring childhood where I just sat around and played video games mostly and did not have these kinds of adventures and stuff like that. And so I guess I don't relate to it, maybe. That's always kind of what Couldn't I thought. Couldn't even get into the whimsy of it, though? Uh, I, don't, I don't do whimsy, I guess. No. Yeah, I don't know. But I do love Wes Anderson, and I totally see the influence. I mean, Taika definitely seems to love you know some Wes Anderson style stuff going on. Um, also, another one to add to that list is the uh, the foreign covers of uh, classic pop songs. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And, and David Bowie in this case. So, yes, and you know. the Beatles. Yeah, actually, one of my 
I, I, again, you had just said that you liked this movie, didn't love it. I also liked it, didn't love it. Um, maybe my favorite part was opening it with the Beatles cover to Hitler montages. That was, I, <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. I yeah. was like, what the? Started off on the right foot. What's going me. on here? Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely like insane right off the bat. Yeah. And, you know, Moonrise, when we talk about that, you know, he goes, Jojo Rabbit goes on this little, uh, excursion with the nazi youth into the woods for <laughs> an adventurous weekend and that's what that kind of reminded me of these uh, scout troops uh off on their trips their adventures in the wilderness and whatnot yeah i was trying to think of um some good examples i don't know maybe through other puzzle pieces there might be one but but especially sam rockwell's character is such like a just like a goofy scout leader guy and i mean definitely moonrise kingdom fits the bill right. yeah Norton, and that is very good yeah yeah uh, scout leader. So the so we have to think of wacky scout leaders. They're 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 out there. There there's so many in the history of movies, and I was just like drawing a blank outside of Moonrise Kingdom. I kept going back to that while trying to think of it. Yeah, I, I, volunteers. Tom Hanks and uh, John Candy. Maybe is mm-hmm. that right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> well, uh, I will go for my first puzzle piece with the the other one that we were kind of hinting at at the beginning. There, I'm assuming for you is the producers. I you could have done that. You could have done Blazing Saddles. You could have sure. done History of the World. Any Mel Brooks movie, I think. Absolutely. And uh, the producers obviously make sense because of Springtime for Hitler and the entire musical based around uh, Nazis and everything. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, nobody has done a better job of deflating the Nazis with satire than Mel Brooks. Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, you you just you put it perfectly just there, Uh, you know, deflating the Nazis. I mean, really, I think that made such a joke out of what you know what the nazis are and i think that it would be nice if this movie did it more too i mean his whole you know silly hitler thing is you know it's fun and moments and then the other nazis involved are also kind of you know goofy and everything but nothing really bites as hard as you know what mel bricks did so long ago yeah i agree i don't think they're as effective as a parody as the uh the mel brooks stuff um yeah i'd have to go back and watch the original producers again but those musical numbers were just uh, like amazing that'll actually make a good uh movie for awesome movie year i think whenever we get to that year what year was that 1970s maybe 69 or something might have been who knows yeah well only had the internet to look yeah i know i don't i don't i don't do that for your show i don't do it for my show (laughs) what do you got for your next well i did have blazing saddles so i'm gonna move on Mm -hmm. to a little little lost gem from the 90s i believe a little film called drop dead fred remember that movie (laughs) We, we got three overlaps. Really? Wow, <laughs> <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> and the reason I chose that is because it was started as a child uh, with a very um, uh, cartoonish, imaginary best friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Taika's uh, take on Adolf Hitler was uh, cartoonish as well. By the way, a quick aside, Dave. You know, I got a, a good amount of Hitler jokes in my repertoire for uh-huh. my act. They never really go well on stage. <laughs> Are people forgetting who Hitler was? You know, you once think? once I came off stage and I did the jokes and they bombed it, and another comedian goes, "Oh, you should have told them you were Jewish first, because only Jews <laughs> can be mad at Hitler." 
<laughs> that's right. The rest, I mean, you know, the rest of the people like, oh, yeah, man, that's too far. You, you took it to that guy who tried to destroy the entire world. Shame on you. That makes me think that whole thing about history class being important because if we forget history, we're doomed to repeat it. Like that that's really true because maybe people are forgetting about Hitler. That would be like if we elected a president who uh, is a white supremacist. We would never do that. That would, would never we? happen. No, oh, only okay. in the movies. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, but I mean, there's a there's a cadre, a history of movies that uh, that uh, have good, fun, imaginary best friends. You can name another instead of Drop Dead Fred. Oh boy. Well, uh, yeah. What isn't it? Well, you know, I was almost gonna say Beetlejuice, but he's not really an imaginary best friend. He's just kind of the same kind of wacky, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there are plenty Dr- drop dead. Fred was the one that I went to immediately when thinking about what are some good, uh, imaginary best friends. And especially with this specific tone that he plays them as. Yeah. I, you know, what I'm thinking of right now is inside out the great, uh, animated movie where, um, you know, they have, uh, Mr. Bing bong, mm. which was the. Uh, the girl's best friend as a little kid and like that's right i forgot about that she actually. has to let him go and he has to, and he wants her to let him go and you know as opposed to hitler who was trying to keep hold of little jojo here yeah <laughs> even even uh even fun hitler's bad hitler that's true that yeah. is true well uh i'll go with another puzzle piece this was the first one that i thought of back when i first saw the trailer um and it, it for the most part i still think it although i think a little bit less than what i kind of expected the movie to end up being um and that's south park actually uh just the whole series you could if you want to stick to a movie and go to the the bigger longer uncut movie but uh you know basically just the political satire just going over the top with the potentially offensive uh you know concept and then just you know hiding a really sweet story of kids in the middle of that kind of concept yeah i think again south south park's a way more effective satire and right that, that and even team america you could say sure you know um like because they really like don't hold back any punches i'm not saying that this movie does i'm just saying that this movie doesn't have the range the the punching range mm-hmm. of those movies and so i think those are more effective absolutely yeah and uh i i do like though uh to me this movie and I, I don't I don't think this is a bad thing necessarily, but I went in expecting it to be really funny. And it's funny in parts, but I actually liked it more on the sweet side. Like when you're getting that the relationship between uh, Jojo and the Jewish girl hidden upstairs and the stuff between him and his friends and stuff like that. I, I really enjoyed that more in this movie. And and I just with South Park, there's always that that undercurrent of, you know, just a sweet friendship thing going on yeah i think the most effective comedy was probably jojo's uh portly best friend there yeah you know? yeah he's great Who, who's like a little 11 year old who gets recruited into the war as a soldier yeah and he just talks about how bad life is as a soldier <laughs> and, and how hitler turns out he was a real bad guy who didn't tell us a lot of these things that he believed in and uh, he was quite funny that kid he's and, a very jewish character yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and as we know from Boy and Hunt from the for the Wilder People, 
Tyka's good with those fat boys. Yes, he is. <laughs> he makes those fat boys do well in movies. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling we'll see more of those uh, in, in the future for him. Maybe even the next Thor movie. More, more chubsy ubsies. Yeah, That's I think cool. so. Dave used to be a chubsy ubby, but, but now he's the uh, the charter member of his gym. I'm still a fatso though, audience. So. <laughs> Oh, God. What do you got for your next piece? I have a movie that um, when you were talking about, um, was there a controversy because they were making light of the Nazis, right? Mm -hmm. I thought back to an excellent movie, Life is Beautiful, that Mm -hmm. Roberto Benigni won the uh, Oscar for, for Best Actor, you know? And I remember my grandparents uh, who, like, I, they were movie lovers. They were very progressive. My grandfather was a comedian for 60 years. Very funny, good humor people. I, I asked them, like, Life is Beautiful is one of the great touching movies I've ever seen in my life. I, sure. said, I said, did you guys like the movie? And they said, we walked out. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, why? And they said, well, we don't think the Holocaust is something to joke about, you know, Ooh. or it wasn't funny to them. But I can understand that because they grew up as uh while it was going on as Jews here in Brooklyn and dealt with a, uh, a lot of anti-Semitism. Sure. So, uh, but Life is Beautiful, I think, is a more effective um, comedy about um, World War II and Nazism than this movie is. Sure. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess uh, if anybody is going to be offended, it's the generation who actually went through it, like physically went through it. Yeah, I just found it was I found it funny that they had walked out on this movie, which I think was such a was such a redeeming, heartfelt story about the human spirit, you know, and that uh, evil couldn't overcome the human spirit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Well, yeah, good puzzle piece for sure. Um, I have, uh, I guess, one more. We had a lot of overlap on this one, so uh, my last one, another movie. you know, with a quote-unquote creature that's hiding uh, in in the house, uh, set amongst backdrop of war, uh, it's Pan's Labyrinth. Um, with of course the creatures under the house being uh, the Jewish girl living upstairs in the walls of the house, uh, which of course is quite different. But it did. You I anti-Semitic made <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm, I'm allowed to make that connection. You, you self-hating Jew. You're saying Jewish girls are. Our creatures living Our under this there. Guillermo and... del Toro monsters. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? Yeah. How dare you? I don't think that's what you meant, but I yeah. uh, understand what you're saying. Yes. You know? uh, uh, <laughs> when someone lives in your wall, how do you interact with them? Yes. And why are they there? Yeah. So we find out through the art of Guillermo del Toro and through Taiko Atiti. However, no American filmmaker has seemed to capture that. Uh, That's an interesting uh, observation there. Well, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, do you have any I other... do. I have one more. And um, okay. So in Jojo Rabbit, right, there's, there is some battle sequences. And you see Jojo walking through the battlefield um in this like one very epic long shot and nobody does epic long shots better especially in wartime settings than joe wright and the film atonement Mm. with uh another uh world war ii movie but that had one of the most striking incredible 
long shots I've ever seen sure. of uh, of someone walking through uh, the aftermath of a battlefield. Yeah, didn't love that movie, but I know what you're talking about with that shot. It was awesome. Absolutely. Uh, it seems like that 1917 is going to have some great shots. Yeah, that's, uh, you mean the, the movie or the year? <laughs> the movie. Oh, about the year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, no, absolutely good puzzle piece. I, the, uh, there, there were some great shots like that. I, I think the whole, I, I, again, I, I think it's funny that this movie, it's sold as, you know, Hitler is the imaginary friend, but all the best parts are happening outside of that. Really? Yeah, uh, I agree that. Yeah. Shockingly, Hitler was the worst part of this film. <laughs> he really was. He wasn't as funny as I expected. We, he just kind of dragged it down a little you bit. You let us down again, Hitler. Hitler's so. always doing that You know, shit. I, one, uh, I used to do this joke about how uh, Hitler ruined that mustache for the Jews, because <laughs> in like the 20s, if you had that cool little mustache, people would be like, hey, Charlie Chaplin, right? <laughs> and then by like 1939, if you had it, they'd be like, what the fuck, dude? That's yeah. what Hitler said. No, I'm Chaplin. That's Hitler, damn it. But then uh, Larry David did it on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. So not, not, not bad when you see a joke that you concepted, uh, also thought of by the likes of Jew Larry David. There you go. The king of the Jews. He, he kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will do the finished puzzle, then we can get into any last thoughts we had about this movie. Uh, finished puzzle includes Moonrise Kingdom, and of course, every Wes Anderson movie, uh, The Producers, and every Mel Brooks movie, Drop Dead Fred, South Park, Life is Beautiful, Pan's Labyrinth, and Atonement. Um, right off the bat, as far as like closing thoughts for this one, um, you know, in, in jumping through these pieces, we didn't really, aside from Sam Rockwell briefly, we didn't really talk about any performances, but I mean, I thought Thomasin McKenzie was great, which she was in that, uh, what's it called? Um, Leave No Trace. That's what uh, it's called. Yeah, she was fantastic Dude, that in movie's that. amazing. Yeah. Leave No Trace. Yeah, she's yeah. very good in that. Yeah, so it was good to see her again, and I thought she did a great job with this, a really, you know, really yeah, sweet, funny movie, uh, funny role. Um, Scarlett Johansson was great as the mom. You we know? all love Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I mean, she was awesome. Rebel Wilson I had was, a few good lines. Do you lines. think people are going to complain that Scarlett Johansson played a German? Because they like to complain when she wants to play anything else. It's not Scarlett Johansson, right? Yeah, so. I, I don't know. I don't know if German is on or off limits. That's, I'm not quite sure. You can only act as who you are from now on. That's, <laughs> a, that's where we are, everyone. Yeah, that that, that is uh, that is where we're at. Uh, the kid playing JoJo is good. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts about it i mean you know it it is a provocative premise right um it's based on a book isn't it or a story i i think it was a short story yeah but um what what's interesting is the journey the journey first of all how do you make a little nazi boy a protagonist and then how do you have him learn enough about how bad his uh heroes are to realize that he should not be uh, believing in who he believes in mm -hmm. you you forgot rebel wilson who's always funny and yeah. everything but uh it's fine it's just like i don't know if it delivered maybe it was too sentimental mm -hmm. maybe it needed to be a little more removed like wes anderson movies are or what sure but um yeah it's fine it's good it's just not when you hear the subject matter you're like what the heck and then you see that opening sequence you talked about and you're like yo and then uh it's just it's 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 a fine movie. I think uh, just back to the puzzle pieces, I don't have one, but uh, there's got to be a good movie about 
uh, learning the thing that you loved was shit, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I think of American History X when I think of that, but oh, you, but you mean bad. like a comedy? Well, or... American History X is not a bad example of that. Yeah. Yeah. So throw that um, on the list. All right, there you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's the first one I think of. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's fine. The movie, <laughs> yeah, not the best. Yeah, not, not the best, but good. Good. I liked it. We, we like it better than we like Hitler. We definitely like this better than Hitler. Yeah. That's for sure. Like not even one or two steps. Like a lot of steps better. A lot better than Hitler. Yeah. That's that's I, I can agree on that. He's at the bottom of my list. <laughs> he he is not awesome. He would not make it on an awesome movie here. Well, I mean, uh, what year would we be? T- would we we have to cover those films of Lenny Riefenstahl or something like that? It seems. Did Did you like read that name before this, or is that like permanently? That's that's knowledge you. Have? I mean, I knew that she was a propaganda Nazi filmmaker. Okay, I don't know and that I just name. thought it would be a funny uh, reference, considering that you know that's kind of the uh, the part of the controversy is making light of the Nazis sure. here, but. Uh, yeah, I don't like her either. Screw you, Riefenstahl. Riefenstahl. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jason, uh, is there another movie you saw recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Another movie I saw recently um, that uh, I would like to recommend to our listeners. Yeah, I would, Dave. Okay. I went back and watched uh, the first Noah Baumbach movie not too long ago, Kicking and Screaming, which is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Man, that's such a pleasure. What a great film that is. and. If we're going to plug an awesome movie here, we just covered uh, Margot at the Wedding, yes. Noah Baumbach's uh, excellent film from 2007. So um, it's been fun to do some rewatch of uh, Noah Baumbach films. Kicking and Screaming is a very quintessential 90s angst-filled, what am I going to do in my life now that college is over movie? But it's probably as good a movie that's been made on that subject. I need to watch it. I, I've never seen it. I do like Bombash's films. I, I really should watch it now that it's on it's, awesome. it's on Hulu now? It's on Hulu. Yes. Nice. And speaking of awesome movie year, uh, there's a marriage story screening happening tonight, and your co-host did not uh, get us into the screening. He does, he, he's not going to it either. Oh, I yeah, guess, that's so. right. He's not. He did tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Josh Bell. <laughs> We're calling you out. Well, uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you and Awesome Movie Year? Yeah, so uh, awesomemovieyear.com and then Awesome Movie Year on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter. We're on Awesome Movie Pod. Um, Jason Harris comedy or J Harris comedy on all of those things. Just type in one. And if it's not that, it'll be the other one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, give us some movie or listen. We're pretty proud of it. Dave produces it and, uh, and we're just trying to grow it. We think it's a cool concept where we break down a different year each season as to why it was an awesome movie year. And every year is an awesome movie year. As Josh likes to say. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Hey, thanks as always for being here, man. Thank you to the clamoring fans who brought me back. We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you an exciting announcement. You love movies and TV. We know you do because you're spending your precious time listening to this awesome podcast. And if you love this podcast, we've got another we think you might like. I'm Shannon. And I'm Phaedra. And we are Stinger, the entertainment podcast. 
We're two fangirls who love TV and movies, just like you, and every two weeks we discuss what we're watching, from Netflix to Hulu to Amazon to network TV, movies we've seen, and what's coming up next in entertainment. We hear so many people ask, what should I binge watch next? Or is that movie really worth seeing in the theater? If you have those questions, we're here for you. And you can decide which one of us is right. So check us out on your favorite podcast app, or you can listen on our website, stingerpodcast.com. Just search for Stinger Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Or connect with us on social media. We're Stinger Podcast everywhere. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Jojo Rabbit. Again, I know a lot of you out there loved this movie. Sorry that we didn't love it along with you, but, uh, you know, liking or not liking a movie isn't what this podcast is about, of course. This podcast is about looking at the movies that inspired a movie or on a, a, a rougher definition of piecing it together, movies that it reminded us of. Movies that it reminded us of. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that conversation with Jason Harris. I hope you go check out Awesome Movie Year, which is in its third season right now on the films of 1989. Go check it out. Also, while you're at it, check out our other podcast, Bird Road, and the new podcast I'm producing, All Rice, No Beans, which is all about restaurants here in Las Vegas and a really fun, different show for me. Uh, I'm not on it, but I produce it, and if you like the work I do... Hopefully you'll enjoy All Rice, Snow Beans. So uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod. If you really would love to support us, which we would love, uh, you can go sign up for our Patreon where we have some uh, advanced bonus episodes that will eventually hit the uh, main Piecing It Together feed but aren't quite up yet. So make sure to go do that if you want to uh, show a little love and support to the show. But of course, you could also just share us. That doesn't cost a penny, and we love it when you do that. So... Any way you want to support the show, we are very happy with you being out there and doing that. So, uh, I think that, yeah, let's, let's play a piece of music, right? Um, so, I guess this is that rare opportunity where I should be playing a song from my Jewish comedy rap group, Fakakta, which uh, is unfortunately now defunct. Uh, we, we, we basically broke up. Uh, a few years ago, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I might as well play a track off it, because who cares, what would be a good one to play for you guys, that would go really well with the movie Jojo Rabbit, and a lot of good Jewish humor, all right, so, and remember, with this, with this Fakakta stuff, um, it is, it's very, filthy a lot of the times and so hopefully it doesn't offend anyone out there uh maybe just stop the episode now if you don't want to uh be offended by dirty language and and sex talk and stuff like that but this is a track called bub step from our second album you took us for granted and uh yeah so it's about uh it's about it's about old ladies in the nursing home uh which of course 
I don't know why most Jewish jokes lean towards old people, but uh, it's just, it's so ripe for comedy. So enjoy Bubstep, and we'll be back with another episode of Piecing It Together coming up real soon. Bubstep, come on, Bubby, you can do it. Get up off the ass, come on, and shake that booty. It's time to get down and tear up the floor. Don't forget to take an advent and live the tour. You got the rest of your life to play words with friends. So tonight we're gonna party until the world ends. DJ, I'll be DOG on the ones and twos. So my mix a load of pocket and tune the fruit juice. Take a bus to the mall. You don't wanna fall. Bubstep, get the fuck up. Osteoporosis, a crappy diagnosis. Bubstep. This is Bub Step. It's the best song yet. When we're done, we'll go home and we can Netflix and Kvetch. Rolling in your scooter, don't understand computers. Bub Step. Get the fuck up. Vodka in your fruit juice. You know it's time to let loose. Bub Step. Get the fuck up. All septuagenarians, octogenarians in the cafeteria. Hope you're not vegetarian, because especially it's meatloaf. Go to the salon and get your style on all my sex.